The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the 10th chapter, verses 32 through 45. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is from St. Mark, chapter 10, verses 32 through 45, and can be found on page 1571 in the Pew Bible. Mark writes, They were on their way to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way, and the disciples were astonished, while those who followed were afraid. Again, the twelve, again, he took the twelve aside and told them what was going to happen to him. We are going up to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock him and spit on him, flog him, and kill him. Three days later, he will rise. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. And they replied, let one of us sit at your right hand and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? We can, they answered. And Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. There's a lot going on today, beginning with our Old Testament reading. There's a great promise there. Did you catch that? where God says that I will remember their sins no more? 
That's a pretty amazing thing. We need to make sure that we don't think that, that God can't remember. We, we want to make sure that, you know, that that's not within his ability. He chooses to not remember. And you've heard me say many, many times that every jot and tittle of the Bible points to Jesus, right? So if on the left-hand side of the book is the Old Testament and the right-hand side of the book is the New Testament, what we have found is that the left-hand side points to the future, points to the coming of Jesus. As we read today, we, we, we hear a, a gospel coming, a message coming that I will remember their sins no more. In fact, I will write my law on their hearts. They will know me. That's a promise. The left pointing to the future. And then in the New Testament, we have pointing to the past, showing prophecy fulfilled. So if we put in the middle, the left points to the cross. The right side, the New Testament, points to the cross. Central to it is Christ and him crucified. That's all that matters. It's exciting because it's not a mystery. He's, he's telling us what he's going to do all the way along and then he backs it up with actual happenings, actual historical events that have been recorded through history. Isn't it interesting that God chooses to forget. Anyone here can forgive somebody and forget? Right, I have a lot of these. I might forgive, but then it could just, something as little as a, a note from somebody can set me off, or their name could set me off. How about this, try this on. Have you ever lent money to somebody? And they said they were going to pay you back. And they didn't. And you can forgive them and say, well, you know, you know it's 20 bucks. Well, it's 20,000. I'm getting a little harder as we go up there, right? But 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Are you able to forget that? When you see them? <laughs> How about that 20 bucks you owe me? How about that 20,000? God can do this. You and I cannot. God chooses to do that. What a gift that that is. That is a gift that we don't have to carry that burden of, oh, he's going to remember all the things I used to do. And yet still we do. Oh, man. Boy, was I bad. He'll never forgive me for that. He says I already have. It's already done. It was done in your baptism. It was done on the cross when his son took it. He can forget. We can't. We need supernatural intervention for that, and we need to be reminded by the gospel that that is why he came, and you are who he came for. I have another story for you. It's called The Favored Son, and this ties into... Um, the disciples, as they're walking with Jesus, 
And keep in mind, you know, they're, they're, they've really been walking with God, right? Jesus is God. They've seen these wonderful miracles. And they've seen the nature of the Father through the Son. And yet, they get to a point where uh, two of them say, hey, uh, we want you to do whatever we ask. Isn't that a little twisting of the scripture there? If you ask for anything in my name. <laughs> and, then, and, and we know the rest of the story. So they do that. But then the other guys, the other brothers, the other apprentices of Jesus, the ones that have been watching him should have been catching the clue. And by the way, we can include ourselves in that because we've read all of this and the nature of God. These guys come along and go, that is total baloney. Do you, they want a better seat than me? And then they're arguing, it doesn't go into our scripture so much as that, I'm way better than you. No, you're not. I did this, this, and this. Yeah, well, I, you know, I did this, this, and that. It's mirror, mirror, who's on the wall? Who's the greatest of them all? And you go, <laughs> me. Wow, vanity, vanity. These guys didn't get it at all. So, the favored son. Tracy and I found out that our Netflix account had been hacked. Okay, so I didn't really bother me all that much. I didn't even notice. But what came was our son, who is busy studying in Utah, found out that he couldn't live stream Netflix, you know? Oh, no. So Tracy and I decide to, to look into it, and actually really Tracy did because she understands that stuff. So she goes into there and we make some phone calls and we find out that the Whitney family um, has six components being used in Venezuela. Now, um, yeah, huh? This is an extended part of the family down there, I guess. They, they went into <laughs> to our email and they changed everything around. They changed the email name and they changed the... Uh, number of devices. They upgraded, actually. I mean, we had two devices at home, and they went to six. <laughs> and um, so we're on the phone with this lady, this Netflix lady, and she's going, oh, yeah, they're all live streaming right now. <laughs> they're watching soccer. And we're all, whoa. And so Trace says, well, can we turn it off? And she says, yeah, we'll get this thing changed around. And there you go, blah, blah, blah. And then Tracy's, I love it. She goes, is there any way we can say no mas on their screen? <laughs> We wanted, we wanted justice right then. Well, anyway, so we, we called uh, our son and said, hey, it'll take a little while before you can get back on there. And, and um, so yesterday, Trace and I are relaxing, and she starts laughing. She goes, you got to see what uh, John put for his name on the Netflix account, because he had to redo it. It's called The Favored Son. <laughs> awesome. So I got the favorite son name on speed dial. So I go, he goes, what's up? I go, is this my favorite son? And he starts laughing, busted, busted. You're both my favorite, David. So what does that have to do with the price of tea and anywhere on this earth? Well, here it is. We oftentimes consider ourselves more than what we ought and Jesus takes this opportunity with these disciples to give them a little law and gospel lesson. 
See, they're walking around with the gospel. And the centrality of the gospel is, for God so loved the world that he gave his son, right? His one and only son, to die. So that whosoever, which we all are, should believe, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And further, for God didn't send his son to judge the world, but to rescue it. So these, these guys and us guys can come along and, and really take a look at the mirror and, and, and actually say that. Who's the fairest of them all? Who's, who's being awfully righteous today? You know, we can, we can do that. And he gives them a little bit of law. He says, look, guys, here's the deal. Yeah, you are going to drink from the cup that I drink, and you're going to be baptized with the baptism I am. The cup of death, right? The baptism of death. You will. You'll get to do it. But this isn't here. You're not here to get preferred parking. You're not here to sit at my right or my left in the kingdom of heaven. You're here to serve. It almost like, it's like, haven't you been watching me, guys? I came here and meek. I came here to serve. I didn't go to the wealthiest of the wealthy to, to, to tell them how great they are. I went to the lowliest of the low, the ones that are the hurting the most, and I esteemed them. I healed them. I gave them hope. I didn't lord over them like the Gentiles do. I mean, I could have. In fact, in our Old Testament, Jesus didn't even appoint himself as the king or the priest. In the order of Melchizedek, who's Melchizedek? Well, he's a priesthood outside of the Levites. He's, the historians say that Melchizedek could have been Shem, Noah's son. He was not only king, as it would have been at that point in time, the oldest guy, the guy that's been around the longest, but he was also the priest. He was the one that was the intervene between the people and God. And so Melchizedek was both priest and king. Jesus was priest and king. The Levites came along and they were many. And here's the compare and contrast between the Levites and Christ. The Levites were a tribe of Levi. Christ was a tribe of Judah. The Levites were many. There was only one Christ. The Levites offered animal sacrifices. Christ offered himself. The Levites have died. Christ lives. He's the last priest, high priest. He's our high priest in heaven. No longer is there a need for that Aaronic Aaron Tie, uh, tie going through there. No long is there that necessary. It's done in Christ. And Christ came not to Lord, as we said, not to rule over, not to ransom, or rather to, 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 to be upon, but to serve, to give. And that's what he's trying to tell his, his, his disciples as they're arguing about this. You guys, you think, you're, you think you're up here, but you're not. And the one that gets us, the one that serves and is slave to others, that's down and lowly, is the one that will be first in the kingdom of heaven. 
That's the gospel. The old law would have been, well, I'm the greatest, therefore I'm in charge. I'm the oldest, and therefore I'm in charge. All these things, these guys were looking at the law. I'm closest to Jesus. He likes me better than you. I'm in charge. But that economy doesn't exist with our Heavenly Father. It doesn't exist with Christ. What exists is coming along and helping. Now, now we kind of sound like we're getting into works, Pastor Ken, and I say, no, we're not getting into works because the old man, the old man has been dead. The old one that was bound by the law that would have been keeping track of works was killed in our baptism. And the new man comes and he was created for good works. Not good works are created inside of him because nothing good in him lives. You and me were created to do good works for those that need it the most, the least that are out there. We have been created in order to be a friend to the friendless. And no, we don't get extra points for that, but we get to do it. Why? Well, because we owe everything to that high priest, that king, that son of a carpenter that did it all for us on there. We owe everything to him. We don't get points for it, but we get to do it. Have you ever had a time where you think, oh, I've got to do this? And the world might say, well, just look at it a little bit. You get to do it. Does that make a difference? Sometimes. It depends what it is. But in God's economy, we get to do it. This is what we were made for. What is that, Ken? To love God and to love your neighbor. And it really is that simple. The centrality of the Old Testament pointing to the cross. The left side of the book pointing to here. The right side of the book pointing to here. To Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins. That's the point. And that's for what you have been made and that's for what you get to do to proclaim Christ and him crucified in the name of Jesus amen